as the outstanding screen system of the future. Why submissive women are happier, happier. Her name is Piper Bluff. WTPR Radio with your host, Piper Blush. This is the morning show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. Now, you can watch us or listen on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Of course, if you're opting for YouTube, maybe make sure that you're on at the Piper Blush Radio Show because that is the place where you can generally donate. Uh huh. Tips? All accepted as always. Mm-hmm. You can do so by doing the super chat, the super tanks, or just the tanks under every video, or get a YouTube membership. Yes, yes, yes. Mega super easy. Thank you so much to all of our generous donators. And of course, well, if you want to actually leave some live comments, that's where it's at on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. And there's a special backstage. Mm-hmm. The special backstage is on WTPRradio.com. Yes, in that backstage area. Well, it's this camera. Hello, backstage people. Uh huh. You can be there on the show, behind the scenes, with me. Throughout the show, before the show, after the show. Yeah, because the show is never just uh, what you see on YouTube. Mm-mm. There's more before and there's more after. Just like every show, you need to do some preparation. Some, uh, well, getting to... Uh, Get ready. All of these things that you need to do are in the behind the scenes of the show. Okay? So you go there, you do that. Uh It's free. So uh, super mega easy. You don't need to do much. uh Since it's already free, there's not much you need to do. We have Wayne here who just uh, sent some money. Money! Yes! Thank you for your generous donation. Thank you so much, Wayne. Uh Always a pleasure to have you all here. In the live comment section, well, it is pretty lively. We're going to be talking about interesting subjects. Interesting subjects. First things on the list are cryonics. Yeah, what is cryonics? Uh And is it true that Walt Disney, he got cryonics? He got, like, frozen? Uh Uh-huh. Is it just an urban legend or is it really true? Like, maybe he wanted to end up like Snow White. You never know. Uh Uh-huh. Then... Well, our very own Crystal Powers, mm-hmm. she decided to go to Walt well, Disneyland. So I've got some uh, stories, some interesting things that she told me while we were texting, you know, over the phone, mm-hmm, about her Disneyland adventure. So I'm going to share with you one of the rides that she did and that she feels is like one of the most intense one. Not intense in the fact that it's like, oh my God, crazy, your hair it goes crazy, everything goes crazy, you panic and all that stuff. No, no, not in that sense. In the sense that it has lots of history, it's an older ride. Mm-hmm. 
And she was even debating about like the digitalness of uh, Disneyland and how it's harder for, uh, well, MILFs are more like boomers uh -huh, to enjoy Disneyland nowadays. Imagine this. Well, it's going to be a very interesting subject. Brought to you by Crystal Bowers. Mm -hmm. Here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, and of course, well, since uh, French Fridays have been kind of on and off, on and off, I've decided to do something a bit different. Mm. You all know I'm from Quebecois origins, yes. Meaning, well, how do the French Quebecois swear? Because it's kind of special. Uh -huh. It's not every language that swears like this. Most swear words are relatable to sex and excrements. Eww, that's weird. Uh -huh. Well, yes. But in no way is it different than some other languages, though from France, French, uh -huh, French from France, and French from Quebec, the swear words are very, very different. Yes, meaning that France, French usually has more of the sex swear words and excrements, unfortunately, you know, like the S-H-I-T word, mm-hmm. Oh, we have that in French as well. But for the Quebecois, it's completely different. Yeah, the swear words, they come from the church. What? Burning in hell, yeah. That's where they come from. But there's more, there's more. So stay here because we're going to be talking about all of this in this episode of The Morning Show with your host, Piper Blush. Here we go. Let's go to the live comment section. See who is joining us this early in the morning. Mm -hmm. We have here Wayne Phil, who did make a generous donation. Thank you, Wayne. And then, well, he's saying Happy St. Piper's Day. Yes, okay, so yesterday, during Love, Lust and Devil, we were talking about some, uh, some good stuff, some great, great stuff. Why is this always on? Okay, this one's always on. Well, it's not gonna go off. <laughs> it's always on now. Okay, let me just say... Uh, okay, we're gonna have this song. This song, all the show. Uh-huh, no other song. Just that one. No, no other ones. Now on love lust and the devil i'm sure you can kind of hear the drums yeah you can hear the drums in your mind because you've been on the show we've got three cherry popping uh-huh three that's a lot eh because well in the beginning of every show well i state mm -hmm, that if it's your first time viewing the show you need you actually need to call yes it's uh, one of the rule of the show mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then well we call it cherry popping because you know it's the first time you take the phone you grab it and you call me on love lust and the devil you call hell's love line yeah now yesterday it was decided during uh, the love lust and the devil show we were talking about the contraceptive pill for men well that kind of went out because well we were talking about saint patrick's day yes and how it's saint patrick's day today march 17th yes Ooh, green beer mm, leprechauns like lots of pots of gold and well ireland in general mm. now the thing is the thing is some people were saying that like it would be a good idea to celebrate differently. So they decided it's not going to be St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be Happy St. Piper Day. So it's going to be St. Piper's Day <laughs> instead of St. Patrick. I mean, if you're not religious, if you're not anywhere in Ireland, maybe just maybe you want to, you know, celebrate differently. And you never know. Well, good thing for uh, the Irish people. Actually, St. Patrick's Day falling on a Friday. That's great. That's like you get the whole weekend to recover. <laughs> and we want that. <laughs> After the green beer. Well, we have Sit Lord Billy who's here. Hello, Sit Lord Billy. Thank you for tuning in. 
Hack of all trades, happy Friday, Piper and crew. Oh yeah, Fridays are the best, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Randy hasn't, hasn't seen the show yet. Oh, that's Randy. Is he with you? Is he with you, Wayne? Is Randy with you? Now it's because Wayne has been bringing in his friends uh, to watch the show. The morning show, Love, Lust and the Devil, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this man, Randy, yeah, who usually welcomes by in the morning at uh, Wayne's place. And he watches the show with him. Yeah, just like leave it on, leave it on while he's doing the mechanics and the stuff at his uh, shop. Interesting things, eh? Well, I'm there. You're there. Tell me if Randy shows up. I'll say hi to him live. Yes. Here we go. Where's the other comment section? Well, we have join me in the backstage area that you can do on WTPRRadio.com. Super mega easy. Mm-hmm. You can do it right now. Why? Because, well, it's free and it's super easy. Plus, well, you get access to the backstage before and after every show, which makes it even more fun. Chris Constant says, well, hello, Piper. Well, hello, Chris. Thank you for tuning in. Are you ready for all of this? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for all I got for you? I mean, we got a lot to cover this morning, but in a good way. You know what happened yesterday? I actually figured out how to make... The chapters on YouTube. It was easier than I thought. It was easier. I thought you needed to kind of go and edit the video. You know, like they do sometimes, like you trim it, you edit it, you copy paste it, and all that stuff. No, 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 that's not how you do it. Uh -huh. All you need to do is actually go in your YouTube video description, uh huh, like the video description in there, and then you input the timestamps. Yeah, that's it. You just input the timestamps. So for everybody out there who's wondering, how do you create the chapters in your YouTube videos? You go in your video description, you put the timestamp. It's like, okay, you need the first one to be like 0.00. Uh -huh. You need the first one to be that. Then you write like, okay, this is the intro to the show. You know, the first 15 minutes, kind of the intro to the show. Then after that, you write like 15 minutes. Uh -huh. So zero, one, five. Okay. But you need the two dots in the middle. Mm -hmm. Then you write it. Well, okay, we're going to talk about cryonics. Uh -huh. And then it's all good. And then well, YouTube, when you save it, it just goes and creates these chapters. It's just that it's it on its own. It's even like less complicated than what I thought. A lot less, so less complicated. I didn't even think about doing that. Mm -hmm. I thought I needed to kind of trim the videos, cut it, like place some stuff. No, no, no. Just put the timestamp in the video description and bam, it's good. Uh huh. And since most of my shows have kind of the same structure, well, except for Love, Lust and the Devil, you know, because of the colors, it gets a bit, uh, it gets a bit crazy. I mean, you never know who's going to call, when they're going to call. Mm-hmm. You never know what the subject's gonna be, because every time it changes, a bit like the morning show. Well, this is, after all, the unpredictable radio for the bold listener. So we need to make sure uh -huh, that we have everything you need to get satisfied. Oh, yeah. And so far, we're doing pretty good. Now, we've got a lot of other comments that just popped in. Let me go check. I am May. Who's there? Hey! Often there, often there. Now let me go to the other comment section. Uh-huh, because we're broadcasting live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. So there's a lot of comments going on. This one is Zahak Event says, Hello, Piper. Well, hello, Zarak. Thank you very much for tuning in. We have Juan He. Hi, Piper from Portland, Oregon. Oh, keep it weird. Yeah, keep it weird. Mm -hmm. I have been to Portland, Oregon, like one time. Mm -hmm. Didn't find it that weird. No, I didn't find it that weird. Maybe I was missing out on the weirdness. Like, where exactly is the weirdness? Is it in the street? Do you need to go, like, somewhere to find the weird? Uh-huh. Is there, like, a special place? A special vibe? Uh-huh. When I was there, there was kind of a beer festival going on. And there was nothing weird about that. Uh-huh. 
it's just like a beer festival. So it was pretty chill, yeah. But you never know. Maybe I need to go in the little shops. Maybe I need to meet like some real Oregon people. Uh-huh. And that way, that way I could have really like felt the culture and the weirdness over there. Mm-hmm. Not to worry. I might go back again. You never know. Uh-huh. It might be closer than you think. Well, about a man's contraceptive pill, I know, I know, we talked about it yesterday on Love, Lust and the Devil. But if ever you have some subjects for me, uh uh-huh, some subjects that you would like me to actually talk about. Because, I don't know, maybe you're an expert in the subject, uh uh-huh. Maybe, just maybe, well, you've studied this. Maybe you have some personal experience. Well, you can always send me your ideas. It's super easy. All you need to do is go to WTPRradio.com. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a contact us sheet. Yeah, contact us. Or more like contact Piper Blush. Mm-hmm. And I read all of those myself. Yeah, to make sure that, well, you know, I know what you're feeling like, what you want to talk about. Uh-huh. And this is always so amazing to read your mail. Mm-hmm. So you can go ahead and do it. Also, if ever, if ever, well, some of your special friends, family members, have a birthday, something coming up, a bachelor, I don't know, bar mitzvah, whatever that is, uh-huh, you can write me there too so I can give them a shout out. Yeah! Here on the show, every morning. I mean, the show is every morning, so you're not going to miss this opportunity at all. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> super mega awesome, super mega awesome. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, Did you know that you can get all of the songs of uh, the morning shows on Spotify? Yes, 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 you can. Uh-huh. Because all of these amazing songs, well, they're produced by the Giselles. Mm-hmm. I know that's a bit of a tongue twister the Giselles but they're there on Spotify so if you look for Piper Blush on Spotify I hear you I hear you uh-huh. yeah you're typing it right now you're typing it well you go there and then you're gonna find I made a playlist it's called the soundtrack team songs of the unpredictable radio for the bold listener and you have them all the mysterious mind song the uh, morning show song the love lust and the devil song and other songs yeah like uh, the one that was made from the music video on the Giselles. That's on YouTube, the Giselles, okay? So you go there, you find it out, you put in your Spotify playlist, you encourage the radio. Hooray! Yeah. And, well, we all love and appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. Plus, you share it with your friends. And then you come back, you listen to the show, and you're like, I know this song. Uh-huh. Of course you're going to know it, because you're going to be listening to it, okay? So you do that. Wonderful. Now, do we have ads this morning or don't we? morning no ads okay so we're gonna go on a short uh, no ad moment uh-huh. let me let me run to you this okay i have this i have this going on this is from the evening show okay on the evening show you can actually call in and it's pretty cool well so cool that one guy he was kind of freaking out because he didn't know he could call and he didn't know that he would actually get piper listen to this what do you think call me now Oh my god. Subject. This is Piper Blush on WTPRRadio.com, the unpredictable radio for the bold listener. And 
I've got a special subject for you. Something a bit weird, uh-huh. Something a bit, a bit crazy. You might have heard about it, have you? Cryonics. Mm-hmm. Now, some people have talked about it because Walter Disney supposedly got himself cryogenized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy, okay? So what is cryogenics exactly? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What is it? Cryogenics is or cryonics because mm -hmm, it depends how you pronounce it your francophone anglophone or wherever you come from it's well, when you freeze somebody or something or anything really at temperatures that go minus 150 degrees celsius that is really cold yeah minus 150 degrees celsius and then minus 238 fahrenheit same same but different you know so one's in celsius one is in fahrenheit we have 150, that's like minus 150, that's really, really cold, uh-huh. And then minus 238 Fahrenheit. Why would you want to do this, Piper? Why do you, would you want to freeze something or someone at this temperature, at this low, low, low temperature? Yeah, get low, get low, let the whistle blow. Where's my low voice? I don't have it anymore. This is pretty low, get low. <laughs> so minus... 150 degrees celsius now it has some it has some good things about it it has some really good things it increases durability okay durability so meaning if you freeze something in that way well it's better than freezing it like in your actual freezer which could be minus 20 degrees celsius you know that's pretty good but it takes longer to freeze and then it can have some moisture trap in it and stuff like that so not as good as minus 150 like pfft really like freeze over uh -huh. hell freezing over that's exactly what it is uh -huh. now also it's high electric conductivity imagine this yeah when you freeze like cryogenically yeah you got high uh, high electric conductivity i don't know why maybe you just want to like put some voltage in there no idea uh -huh. but it is a perk of doing this like this and then high strength well meaning if it's frozen of course it's kind of it's tougher have you ever frozen chicken breasts uh-huh and then you're kind of trying to unfreeze them but you just want to eat one you know and they're all stuck together in the freezer uh-huh well you still need to kind of well either like throw them on the floor uh-huh try to get a knife and separate it is very difficult uh-huh freezing something makes it hard it makes it like really hard uh -huh. So how do they exactly freeze these things? Because we're talking cryonics. So we're not talking just putting it in your freezer and waiting like a overnight for it to freeze. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. You need some cryonic liquids. Yeah, some actually liquid nitrogen or liquid helium or any other cryonic fluid. Meaning that, well, these gases that we think they're gases usually like helium or nitrogen, well, they're also available in liquid form. Ooh, I know. This is cool, huh? Mm -hmm. Now, this being said, well, these fluids, these cryonic fluids, they can attain, like, really low temperature. When I was saying... Really low temperatures. Mm -hmm. Which makes them amazing for that. So that's why they use these liquids. They don't just use, like... Or your fridge or your freezer. This is not good enough for what we're talking about. Not good enough to freeze people. <laughs> what? Freezing people? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Freezing people. Mm -hmm. Now, I myself have been in kind of a freezing people group. I wanted to see what it was all about, the freezing the people stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, being an atheist, it didn't give me much choices. It's like, well, no God, no paradise. No, nothing, uh-huh. And then what possibility of reanimation in the future? Like, 
year 3000. You never know. Maybe, just maybe that could happen. So cryonic is for those people who kind of don't believe in like nothing else mm -hmm, and think that maybe they could be reanimated. Yeah, I know. Not like the reanimator. Same, same, but different, okay? Or Frankenstein. Same, same, but different. In the future. Yeah. Super cool. Mm -hmm. So there are a few theories. There are a few things that are kind of lacking. There are a few companies that actually can freeze you. Uh -huh. And they do it. For a fee, of course. Because they need to make sure that you stay frozen. It's like if the popsicle, it melts. And then it's not a good popsicle anymore. Uh -huh. It's like it's melted. So you need to stay in these kind of boxes. Uh -huh, and they freeze you like that. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole process. Like at your debt. There's a special process. And they put some weird liquid in you. So, I mean, we're not saying it works. Like, because we never reanimated anybody. <gasps> Get it? <laughs> Except, except for a few organs, okay? So what it is used for now is organ transplant. And it's really good at it. Mm -hmm. It's really good at it. Because versus kind of freezing something in any other way, the organ transplant seems to be perfect with cryonic. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, let me tell you this. I got it here. Longer conservation, which means that there's higher chance of the transplant while happening. Because... Transplants are very time sensitive, like very, very time sensitive, meaning that if you can freeze something and it, it stays better, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's not bad after, uh -huh. well, a longer time, it gives you more space, more room for uh, the transplant, and then there's less chances of rejection. That's pretty good. That's pretty good science. Yeah. Woohoo. We can do it. Mm -hmm. Now, well, okay, that's the organ application. So they're able to do it like with a liver or something like that. But they haven't tried to resurrect uh, a whole entire human. No, they did it with like a little piggy. Mm -hmm. But he was not dead for long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of worked. So it's, it's, it's a complicated issue and it's very medical. So it has some possible applications in medical science, but also just in science in general. Yeah, I'm going to give you a few examples of the places where you can actually find all these cryonic uh, liquids, mm -hmm. these like cryonic things. So, of course, well, we have we have the uh, applications in the food processing industry, mm -hmm. meaning that some foods are actually frozen not with the uh, normal freezers. They're not, they don't leave them there at minus 10 waiting for it to freeze. No, they freeze them cryonically. Yes, because it is said that uh, it keeps more nutritional value. Yeah, I have no idea why. <gasps> okay, so maybe when you freeze yourself, you keep more nutritional value to yourself. No idea, no idea. But the thing is, it's a really quick freeze. Like liquid nitrogen kind of freezes you right there and there. Mm -hmm, then and there. It's like, it's instant. Mm -hmm. There's not... You can't really, like, uh, go back. You, you remember Mr. Freeze uh -huh, from Batman? You know how he used to freeze people? It was, like, instant. Uh-huh. Didn't take long. He didn't need to, like, put them in the freezer and then wait a little bit. No, no, no. It was, like, statue. Uh-huh. They became, like, a statue frozen popsicle. Same, same with cryonic. Now, with cryonic, though, it's not only just for food. But did you know, did you know that ice cream, you know, ice cream will usually use this process? Uh-huh. Well, that's what gives it a smooth texture. Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? Mm -hmm. So every time you see your uh, ice cream, all you can think about dead bodies being in unanimated suspension in liquid nitrogen. <laughs> no, maybe just don't do that. Maybe just don't do that. Mm -hmm. 
Now, well, we've already talked about medical, so in transplant, it's really great, but also to keep samples. Uh-huh, you know, like in these places where they keep viruses and other stuff like that? Well, usually they're going to keep them in, like, these cryotanks, uh-huh, to make sure that they stay kind of alive, but dead, uh, in there, uh, in there. That way, well, we can actually keep them for longer and in better, in a better state. Yeah, all the viruses. Oh, super cool. Now, you don't want to go there. This is like some special top secret place places maybe or you need special requirements because when you're handling this you could get it yourself and that would be well a catastrophe mm -hmm. of course well space exploration yeah i mean space exploration why are you talking about piper why do they use liquid nitrogen in like space exploration well if you remember the unpredictable radio for the bold listener the morning show mm -hmm, there was this actual barbie thing yes where it seems like liquid nitrogen when used as a little blaster mm -hmm, on top of uh, the actual spacesuit from the moonwalkers could help and get rid of the moon dust because moon dust is super toxic so that could be another application but the main application the main application of cryonic well cryonic fuels yeah, cryonic fuels. That's what actually fuels rockets. Mm -hmm. Because you got liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen. Yes, and that is what rocket fuel. Super cool, huh? So lots and lots of things that we're actually already doing with these cryonic things. Like, uh, well, gases that are now liquid for cryonic. And well, why do we use these in a rocket? Rocket exploration, like space exploration and rocket launching and stuff like that. Because they are very lightweight, <laughs> very lightweight, and they are high energy density. Meaning that for space exploration, it's wonderful because they, they don't like weigh down the actual rocket. And since they're high energy intensity, well, they give you this really big amount of power. Oh, yeah, super cool. Then, of course, to manufacture products like uh, plastic and metal. Uh -huh. Cryonic is used in that. Why? Well, because, you know, when you actually have something really hot, like a, a metal sheet or something like that, so it's really hot, it's nice, but you want to mold it. You want to form it into something else. Same for plastic. It's really hot, gooey, uh-huh. And you want to you wanna make sure it stays in place. Well, then you're going to shoot it with something really cold, uh-huh. And since we're talking minus 150 degrees Celsius, well, it's just going to just gonna kind of freeze there. And then when it untiles, uh-huh, if you don't break it, well, you're going to be fine. You're going to have your actual structure. It's going to stay like that and be super beautiful. So those are the kind of normal applications, yes, of cryonic. But, but, what about, what about like the rest? What about human cryonic? Why people would have thought that? Well, the thing is, well, one, when Walt Disney died mm -hmm, in 1966, well, it was kind of a craze. It was kind of a big thing, the cryonic industry. Mm -hmm, for humans, for humans, for people to possibly go into a type of suspended animation, meaning that just like a steak in the freezer, you would be frozen, but then could be revived. Ooh, yeah. If untied correctly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this freezing, yeah, this freezing of your whole body would mean that we can conserve you, like, there's a conservation state, mm -hmm, for long enough to later, lady, later, revive you. Yeah, revive you in the future. Why in the future, Piper? Well, because we kind of don't have the technology to revive you right now. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you're dead... At like 98, it's like you're already dead. So we can't, we can't just like reverse you right now. But the thing is, 
Some say that with the advancement of technology and all these other things happening in the world, there is a possibility that maybe death is just kind of a phase. What? Yeah, that would be just kind of a phase that could be, well, reversed. Uh -huh, reversed. But we're not, we're talking futuristic stuff here. We're not talking like right now, right there, tomorrow. Because the thing is, well, there are some bodies in Alcor. Oh, that's one of the actual well, companies who does that. I have a picture here. Wait a sec. We'll go to WTPR radio and I'll find, I'll find this amazing picture. Ooh. Give me a moment, wtprradio.com. Uh -huh. You can find all of my blog articles on there. It's amazing. It's amazing. So if we go here, cryogenics for humans. Ooh, we can really freeze ourselves to live forever. Well, we're not sure about this. See these tanks? Okay, so they're like very cylindrical tanks. <laughs> and in these cylindrical tanks, what? Is there in there? Humans. Uh-huh. Humans. Now, the thing is, they offer a few packages. You can just cut your head. Uh-huh. And it's cheaper because you take less space. So they just put, like, the heads in the middle of the cylinder and then the bodies on the sides. I think it's about, like, three bodies or five bodies and then a whole bunch of end in the middle. They have different types of tanks. And like it says, foundation of 1972. So you see Walt Disney, he died in 1966. Mm -hmm. And well, since it was a craze and all that stuff, well, people thought that maybe, just maybe, Walt Disney got cryogenized. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's because of Snow White. You know, Snow White, she was kind of sleeping until, well, the Prince Charming came and kissed her. And then, well, she was not sleeping anymore. So maybe that's why. Plus, I've heard that, like, Walt Disney's parents actually died in a carbon monoxide thing. Yeah, in the house, like the chimney, it didn't, like, go up. Uh -huh. So he bought them that house because, well, he was making money with Walt Disney World and Walt Disney, like Disney in general. And he felt really bad about, well, his parents dying not because of him, but kind of because he bought this house and then they died in the house. Really sad story. And have you ever realized that in the first Disney movies, all the parents are dead? Uh -huh. Well, now you know. Now you'll see. It's like a lot of trauma in these movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that being said, Walt Disney was not cryogenized. No, 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 no cryonics for him. He was actually, he was actually like cremated uh -huh, in fire. Yeah, that's what happened to him. Cremation. And then his ashes were put, you can go check them out, at Forest, Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. So here you go. Uh -huh. If you want to go see Walt Disney, and not Disneyland, uh -huh. well, you can. It's a bit of a different attraction, but it's a possibility. Now, he isn't cryogenized, though I really think that it's coming from Snow White. So you tell me in the comment section. Do you think it's actually from Snow White? Do you think that's what happened? Uh -huh. Everybody thinks that's what happened. That's a possibility. Stay there. Don't go anywhere because after this, we're going to talk about one of Disneyland's oldest attractions. Uh -huh. One of the oldest and Crystal Powers was there. Yes, to actually well test it. Okay, so don't go anywhere.
show with your host Piper Blush on WTPRRadio.com. Oh yes. <laughs> here we go, here we go. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Twitch. Thank you for tuning in. I've got lots of comments over here. Lots of comments. Let's go check it out. Sit Lord Billy joined. Michael Luders. I'd freeze your head, Piper. Well, thank you very much. Okay, I think I think you need to make the decision on your own. I think I think that's what you need to do, not do it for other people. This is a bit weird. Freezing dead people. Calm down, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. But it's like okay, they're actually signing some release forms and stuff like that. And you need to pay up front uh -huh, for this like actual kind of debt it's a bit like cremation or like getting buried mm -hmm. you need to kind of plan your debt and then they put you in the tank but you need to want to be put in the tank there's some special documents you need to fill in mm -hmm. okay there's a lot of frozen jokes in there <laughs> well disney didn't get to see the summer love the summer of love in 67 well i guess he didn't that's a bit sad that's a bit sad mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well do not worry do not worry i mean if you're kind of cheap cheap and you're wanting to bring your kids to see disney just go to the actual tomb uh-huh just go to where they put his ashes it's gonna be a lot less expensive than a trip to walt disney world or disneyland uh-huh you definitely will save some money on there but it might not be as fun though you never know you never know some kids they kind of they kind of go like trippy on the tim burton so that's kind of similar in a way in a way let me stretch these comments and see who we have here you've done all the stuff by yourself well i have a small team but yes mostly i choose the subjects uh-huh do the blog post and well go live twice a day on wtprradio.com and it's twice a day so make sure you're there twice a day super easy aka fumble bonjour piper bonjour comment ça va aujourd'hui <laughs> robbie s a piper love the morning show awesome thank you so much okay let's get into it let's get into it well what happened is that Crystal Powers, well, she's a MILF, you know, so she's got kids, family, stuff like that. That's what MILFs do. Uh -huh. And she spent some time in Disney World. Yes, or Disneyland. It's Disneyland. I'm going to say it the right way. Disneyland. So she was telling me about her experience at Disneyland, and I found it fascinating. Why? I've never been to Disneyland. Don't cry for me. Uh huh. It's okay. I could actually go there. Well, whenever I wanted to, if I wanted to. Not to worry, because I'm an adult now. And I heard that... Most adults like to go there. Like some adults go there without kids. It's a big attraction, uh -huh. big tourist place, big everything. Now, Disneyland Park in California. Okay, so we're talking about that one. There are other ones in the world. There's the cruise. There's other things about Disneyland. But we're talking about that one. Now, Crystal Powers. Well, in our first text, she was like, "You know what? Disneyland is a bit digital. Yeah, it has it has changed a little bit." She actually said that it might have been or might be a bit more difficult for boomers to be at Disneyland. Now, I don't have a lot much more information about this, but maybe just maybe she'll make her very own video about it. Check here, check her YouTube channel. And that's Crystal Powers 69 uh -huh, on YouTube. There you can see her drumming because what she mostly does on YouTube is drumming. She's taking like drum lessons and she's, she's uh, well, expanding, broadening her drumming. It's amazing to watch. Now, the thing is, well, we were texting, we were texting. And she did say this thing about the boomers and the digital Disneyland park uh -huh, being a lot more digitalized, a lot more like new. Of course, they're trying to well, please kids, adults and everybody like that. But 
at one point I was like, well, you know what? You should like send me some pictures, tell me more about it, the experiences, all of these things, because it's not her first time. And well, she came up with this ride, this ride that is called Matterhorn Bobsleds. Yeah, bobsleds. So like you know, bobsleds, like in the Olympics, it's like a little thing you go in. There's a lot of guys and, or girls, and they just run, and then they yeah, crazy stuff. Uh huh. It's kind of on ice almost. Mm -hmm. So. Matterhorn Barb's bobsleds, yes, that's at Disneyland Park. And she said it was one of the oldest in there. Um, it has lots of history. Why? Because it was actually built in 1959. Oh yeah, making it an old ride, an old attraction. And, well, it's still there today. Even though, well, like World, <laughs> World, Walt Disney, uh -huh, all of these things. Even though Disneyland is actually, well, updating it itself and being more in the well, 21st century, of course. Still, some rides have passed the test of time. Uh -huh, and this is one of them. Why? Well, maybe just these things will make you want to go there and see it for yourselves. Because it has passed the test of time, so it, it must not be that boring. Uh -huh. If not, it wouldn't be there anymore. They would have closed it or done something else with it. So, what what is the ride exactly? It's kind of you in a bobsleigh going through snowy mountains uh-huh we're talking like you know snow a winter wonderland that's what we're talking about it's more that pipers in california yeah i know i know it's still it's magical uh -huh. it's fantasy we're talking disneyland yeah we're not talking going to some place where it's like no this is the desert and you need to stay in the desert not like that mm -hmm. So, did you know that it's actually inspired by the real Matterhorn Mountains in Switzerland? Yes, because there's a real mountain that's called Matterhorn in Switzerland. And when Walt Disney had a trip to Switzerland, he saw this mountain and found it so beautiful that he kind of wanted to bring it back with him. But no, 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 you can't bring back a mountain. That's impossible. So what did he do? Well, he created an attraction. Uh-huh, he created an attraction with it. And, well, this attraction... It just inspired him. You know, it, it, he saw it and he was like, I'm going to do it. And he did it. Awesome for him. Now, well, the thing is, the thing is, did you know that the actual snow uh -huh, on Mat Matterhorn, on the Matterhorn bobsled ride, yes, it was real. Yeah, at one point, they were putting real snow on there. I know it's California. They were actually putting real snow every day. They were making sure that there was real snow on the mountain. But that kind of caused a problem to the ride. Yeah. First things first, snow is heavy. Uh -huh. If you didn't know this, snow is really heavy. That's why you see some people in uh, well, winter countries, with the snow winter countries, yeah? They actually like take the snow off of their roofs. Uh -huh. They need to do that. Why? Because sometimes the roof can concave. Uh -huh. Or it can crack or some stuff can happen because snow is so heavy. Yeah, that is the reality of living in a place where it actually snows in the winter. Mm -hmm. Now... Well, that's one fun fact about the actual ride, but there's other ones. Now, did you know that depending on which of the bobsleigh rides you take, because there are two, uh, there are kind of two tracks, yeah. Well, one is longer, uh -huh. because, well, you need to kind of win. It's bobsled, so you need to kind of win. So one is a bit longer and a bit of a different parkour. Uh -huh. So if you take the ride twice... Well, maybe, just maybe, make sure that you go in the other one. Uh -huh. That way, well, you don't get the same experience. It's kind of two experiences in one. Ooh, super interesting. Mm -hmm. And then, well, okay, there's another thing. This track that these bobsleigh are on, these, these tracks, they're the first kind of cylindrical tracks. Yeah, they were created 
by Disney land engineers i think they're called imagineers it's amazing it's beautiful and another company is called arrow something yeah yeah, yeah. so they were engineered by the actual well disneyland people uh-huh. they did a lot of progress with all of these like tourist attraction and all of these actual well actual rides they had to you know they had to okay now some some stuff kind of happened in what way? Well, there was a big, 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 big renovation of the ride, and that was back in 2012. So meaning they could have decided to kind of foreclose it or do something else with it, but no, people still wanted it. So in 2012, it was renovated, like kind of refurbished. They added some special effects, maybe a bit like this, uh-huh, to make sure that it was a bit updated, updated to the times and the worlds and the kids. And well, they changed the vehicles. Yeah, the little bobsled. Though they tried to keep it as bobsled as possible. So same, same, but different. Mm -hmm. The super amazing fun facts. And of course, well, there's at the end, it's a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Here we go. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. At the end of the ride, you're going to see a yeti. Uh, a huge yeti. 22 feet tall yeti. His name is Harold. Uh -huh. In case you didn't know, like you can say hello, Harold. And he appears at the end of the ride. Now, he was placed there in 1978. Yeah, 1978. This is amazing, huh? Also, well, he, he's an audio animatronic. I need to read that word because it's complicated. Audio animatronic. So I'm guessing that he can actually, well, move uh -huh, and talk. But we'll get more information when Crystal Powers decides to do a video about it. Mm. Or when she comes in the show or when she just tells me about it and then i can do some updates it's super cool now this actual ride was also featured in movies uh-huh it was featured in 1962 in almost angels have you seen that one well if you have this ride is in there and also in 1995 in a goofy movie uh-huh it was featured in there super mega awesome also well some some stuff happened in these rides because they're kind of um they're kind of new. You know when you implement a new ride and something new? It's kind of really, really mega amazing. Why is it amazing? It's amazing because, well, they can they can think of new ideas. So when they built this ride, it was actually the first ever ride to have a single line. What does that mean, the single line, Piper? It means that if you were visiting, well, like Disneyland alone, Disneyland alone, well, you could actually go in a fast lane. Uh huh. It was a lane for alone people. Yeah. Meaning that you didn't do to do need to do the whole lane, the whole mega lane. No, no, you can go in this uh, alone lane, which allowed you to go on the ride faster. Then after that, they started implementing it a bit everywhere else. But that was the first ride where you could go there. Now, maybe just maybe because the bobsleigh is the way it's made, you can kind of accommodate lots of people. So it's not an actual well ride that you need to be two and paired together or three and paired together well tripled together <laughs> you know you get it uh-huh so it was one of the first ride to do that at disneyland super cool i got something to show you because uh -huh. crystal powers well she sent me a picture yes she did here we go give me a moment uh-huh i'm going to wtprradio.com and i'm there right now now you can see this Matterhorn bobsled ride in Disneyland. Well, you can see the, the actual Matterhorn uh, mountain, but that was designed and that is at Disneyland at the ride. It's super mega amazing. It looks a bit like the one in the Grinch. Like so, it's it has this kind of peak that is really high and a bit a bit kind of going on one side. Mm -hmm. 
So this is the one, and it has snow all over it. Yes, it does. Uh -huh. Now it's not real snow anymore, like I told you. But then if you scroll down, if you scroll down, you can actually see... Well, the actual mountain is right there. It's right there. And then you have Matterhorn bobsleds and you have Crystal Powers right here. Yeah, that's one of the pics she sent me from when she was there. Super mega awesome, eh? So she went in the ride. Yeah, you can find all of the fun facts about the ride on WTPRRadio.com and you can find the wonderful Crystal Powers on YouTube.com slash at Crystal Powers 69. So that's her. That's her at the actual Disneyland Park. Yes, 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 in California, enjoying this ride. Now, it is one of the oldest rides, which makes it amazing that they're refurbishing. And you see, there's lots of people. There was lots of people waiting in line to still go in this ride. Because, well, it's kind of iconic. It's kind of a classic now. If you go there, you kind of need to go to that ride. And I mean, already going to Disneyland Park, you need like days and days or you'll never do all of the rides. There's so many rides. It's so huge. Uh-huh. That, well, now you know more about it. And, well... Walt Disney is not cryogenized there, though, though there is something that someone said. Now, Walt Disney, he had like a special office, yeah, 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 special office, and his office would have kind of some special room so that he could spy on people, uh-huh, in Disneyland, yes. But that was, it was not like bad spying, it was like good spying. He wanted to make sure that the people were having a good time and that he could actually get to see them and get to know if uh, the park was going good, if, if they were enjoying themselves. Uh -huh. So he had some peepholes in some places. I'm not saying the washroom. No, 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 no. I'm saying like just to watch overall the well, sustainability and the way people were reacting in the actual park. Awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere, because it is French Fridays. And, well, I want to talk to you about this special language, which is the Quebecois French language, which uses swear words that are a bit different than in other languages. So we're going to go over swear words. Oh, that's going to be fun. Listening to WTPR Radio, the morning show with your host, Piper Blush. You can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, but the best place is definitely backstage, uh huh, on WTPRRadio.com. Get your free for limited time only backstage pass. It's super easy. All you need to do is go to WTPRRadio.com, click Radio Live Cam, and then boom, you got access, okay? Super easy. Now, I got something for you, French Quebecois. What is French Québécois? Oh, awesome! Uh huh. Wing is this money? Yes. Thank you for your generous donation. Thank you, Wayne, for tuning in. Uh-huh. And for the other generous donation. Wayne, thank you so much. Yeah, your support is appreciated. And everybody else who feels like donating, feels like doing a good deed today. Yeah, good deed. Uh-huh. You can go ahead and do so. It's super easy. Just click this little like money button in the super chat. And then bam! You did your good action for the weekend. You're good to go. You can go and do whatever you want. You'll feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Wayne, for the generous two dollars. That's a loony. 
tunie. No, it's a tunie. It's a tunie. Looney is one, tunie is two. That's how you remember. Uh huh. In well, Canada. Yes, because we still have hard gold cash. Mm, not paper cash. Oh, yeah. The loonies and the toonies, they're all in metal. Oh, crazy stuff. Uh huh. French Quebecois. Well, I was actually on Reddit. Yes, again. Uh huh. I know, I know. You know where I hang. I was there on Reddit. And I saw in Today I Learn. It's, it's a great subreddit, Today I Learn. I saw some some person that actually posted, well, did you know that? Well, French Quebecois swear words were actually all from Catholicism. Catholic, well, Catholic Church. Uh huh. And I was like, yeah, I know. Uh huh. Yeah, I know that one. Because I'm from there. So I know. But then. Then I decided to go further down in the rabbit hole. I decided to really like, check it out. Is that really true? Like, is it really, really only from Catholicism? Like, do we really, really just took all of this stuff from the church? Well, kinda, kinda. Let me give you a walk to history. Uh-huh. What happened? What happened? Well, now, okay, let's go back. Not too far, not too far, like 19th century. 19th century, there was a huge peak uh -huh, in churches, like in actual Catholic people uh -huh, everywhere. Catholicism. This Catholicism. Catholicism. That, that word, that word. Uh -huh. It was everywhere in Quebec. Quebec being a province of Canada. It's like a state, a province, but different, okay? Same thing, but different. So, Quebec, well, was actually filled with churches. Like in every little, little town, there was a church. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. And the church, well, had a lot of power. Like they were controlling the schools, the hospitals, all that stuff. Yeah, all of that stuff was kind of church-owned. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Well, oh, people kind of were tired. Why? They discovered LSD. Uh-huh. And they were like, maybe there's something else than God out there. Yeah, I'm seeing some stuff. I'm not at church. So maybe that's what happened. Maybe it's the marijuana. Maybe it's the other drugs that were like, well, everywhere in the 1960s. But in the 1960s, Quebec had this, well, quiet revolution, as we call it. Oh, no, no. Quebec, kind of, they're pretty, they're pretty low. They're the low key, low key people. Mm -hmm. So they had the quiet revolution. And this quiet revolution led to, ooh, it led to, well, the kind of, uh, not hatred, but being like, okay, we're tired of the church now. Uh -huh. Let's take back our institutions and let's let's not leave the church do all of their doing. <laughs> well, we've known now for a fact that they were doing lots of kids. That's the, that's what they were doing. Uh -huh. And we didn't want that anymore. So what happened is slowly but surely, all these hospitals, these schools, they became more like government owned or private. They they slowly slowly weren't from the church anymore, and. Well, as that happened, as that happened, there was kind of a, a, a special kind of sentiment towards the church. But it had started already. It didn't start in the 1960s. It actually started in the 18, 1830. 1830. Why? Because one of the oldest recorded uh, actual well, swear word coming from the church in Quebec, well, comes from there. It's recorded in 1830s and it's called Sacrament. Sacrament or sacrament, which is goddamn it, kinda. But it's it's kinda kinda. It's, you can't really translate these things. You can't really. So sacrament starts in the 1830s, uh huh. And then, well, slowly, slowly, things evolved. Why? Why is swear words in French, like in Quebecois, is not is not swear word. That's not how they say it. They say sacré, uh huh. And sacré means actually sacred or holy. Mm. But when you say, hey, stop swearing, 
you say, hey, arrête de sacrer. So stop sacred or stop holy. That's what, that's what they say. So what it does, and it probably came from this. Okay, listen to this. It's interesting. Hmm. Well, comes from ne dis pas ça, c'est sacré. Which means, don't say this, it's sacred. It's holy. Meaning that when people were starting to use it, maybe as a joke, I don't know, as like their vocabulary, normal vocabulary, well, probably clergy people, I don't know, priests and other people that were really religious were like, don't say that. That's holy. That's sacred. You can't say that. And that's why, well, swear, the word swear became the word holy or sacred uh -huh, for the Quebecois language, meaning sacré. <laughs> Which is very, it, it just starts, it's just starting. This is just like the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, now that people were starting to like be mad at the church and be like, we don't want you anymore. Uh -huh, they kind of uh, decided to well, utilize it a bit more like in their language. So much so that, well, this, lots of stuff happened. They just took all of these words from the actual church and turned them into swear words. Pretty much, I got a list. Don't go anywhere. I got a list. Mm -hmm. And you remember the Bible? You had Bible studies in, in class? I didn't, but I can wiki that stuff. Uh -huh. So it says, Thou shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. 22.7. Mm -hmm. That means that means that the thing is, well, these these Quebecois people, uh -huh, they were actually, while well, taking the name of the Lord in vain, they're doing it a lot. They're still doing it right now. I mean, Quebecois population probably is all going to hell just because of this. Uh -huh. You're born Quebecois, you're done. You're, you're, just, you're just swearing all the time. Uh -huh. Using the name of thy Lord in vain. The name of Lord thy God in vain. Yes, I need to get it right. It's complicated. So that's what happens. That's what happens. Now, all of these swear words are not really kind of the same as in the church. What do you mean, Piper? They're more phonetic. Uh -huh, they're more phonetic. So they were kind of, uh, they were kind of started from the church, but then they kind of morph into something else, phonetically, phonetically. And that's where it gets really fun. Uh -huh. Now, meaning that the French people say things like uh, salope or merde, uh -huh. and that's from sex. That's from sex and from excrement, because men, merde means shit, uh -huh. and, well, salope means kind of whore. So these are things that are there, but in Quebecois, we still say merde, or marde, or mardre, uh, it depends, depends. Mm -hmm. But the most, the, the, the most worst, the worst of the worst, is usually more from Catholicism. Yes, I have a word. Okay, so you have uh, baptism. Like you can say baptism, but that's actually baptism. Mm -hmm. But you can say baptism when you're, you're angry. You can say baptism. You can do that. It's, it's allowed. Not in the eyes of God, probably, but it is allowed in the Quebecois language. Mm -hmm. Then you have colis. Colis is a really good one. Colis is, is, is very common. If, you, if you're there in the region with people that swear, you know, you need to be with people that swear. Some people in Quebec don't swear. I mean, it's not, don't just go like taking all the culture and saying that everybody does it. Not everybody does it. It's just kind of a stereotype, but it's still kind of true. So Colis is one of the, the good ones. The, the Calis. Uh -huh. The Calis is a place where you put some stuff in it. Yeah. This is another church relic. Now you have Ciboire. Uh -huh. Ciboire. Which can be like pronounced in different words, like cibor, ciboire, cibor. Uh. Now, this is actually from ciborium or pix, mm -hmm. the receptacle in which the host is stored. 
the host that's kind of the holy spirit yeah it's not they don't put a baby in there don't worry they don't put an actual person it's not cryonics you're all good to go mm -hmm. then another great one is christ well you know in english you say that oh christ or jesus oh my god uh-huh you, you do it too you do it too just maybe not as much as in the quebecois language well we say the same thing but same same but different we again phonetically we changed it chris so christ becomes chris and in french what's Le Chris. But now you say just Chris. Like Chris. Uh -huh. Like Chris, ça fait mal. Uh -huh. Like Christ, it hurts. You know, it's, 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 and you need to be kind of angry when you say it. You can't just be, oh, Chris. No, that's not, that's not it. That's not it. It's, 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 these things, well, they, they stir up emotions, they build bad emotions. Uh -huh. Then we have Esti. Esti, uh -huh, which comes from Esti, which is the host. It's the little like rice cake that you put in your mouth uh -huh, and that you should not bite. Why will you, would you bite Jesus off, uh -huh, his head off? No, you wouldn't. That's why they do that. You, you shouldn't use your teeth. Maybe they were practicing the children, you know. <laughs> I think that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, after that, you have Modi. Okay, so Modi means damned. Like you're damned. Yeah, like you're going in hell. Damned. Ooh. That's a pretty, that's a pretty light one. It's not, it's not a bad one. Like, oh, Modi. Modi is like, oh, it's like, oh, shit. It's a bit the same thing. A bit the same thing. It's kind of, you know, you're, you're, oh, you're, you're angry, but you're more like sad angry. You're not like super mega angry. It's not like Modi. Well, you could, but it's, mm, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like that. Now, this one, this one is not used as much. Maybe because it dates back from the 1830s. So it's, it's an older one. Sakrama. Sakrama. I haven't heard a lot in high schools. It's a, it's old. It's like vintage swear words. We don't use that one as much. Well, from what I recall, uh -huh, from when I lived in Quebec, but times may have changed. Mm-hmm. Sacrama. Now we also have Saint. Now this one I haven't heard a lot too. Like not anymore. Saint. Like oh Saint. Saint Benit. Uh-huh. That that's another one. Saint Benit. Saint Benit kind of goes in the same thing. It would be like um, saint and then well benit is like you know holy water so it's like when it's been holied but before that it wasn't holied so, so that would be kind of the translation to it now simonac is a pretty good one but it's still old vintage vintage simonac more vintage from the sin of simony no idea what that is <laughs> so don't worry about that one that one is kind of it's not in culture it's not it's not that much there anymore you need to really worry about chris Ciboire can be okay. Colis, hostie, uh huh, and the biggest of them all, yeah, the one you already probably know. If you've been to Quebec or if you've just listened or watched a Quebecois movie, uh huh, this is kind of the biggest one, and it's tabarnak, uh huh, tabarnak. That's like that's like fuck, uh huh. That's big bad word. Uh -huh. It's a big bad word. Now this is this is a big one, and why? Well, it's like the tabernacle, uh huh. The, the thing that is in the church. Again, all church stuff. Oh, yeah. If you want the whole list, go to WTPRradio.com. Mm -hmm. It's right there. The whole list is right there. And, well, you can study them and get ready for when you go to Quebec. You'll be ready. You'll have all the swear words. And these swear words are actually mostly from religion. And now, of course, we have Vierge. Vierge is like virgin. Like Virgin Mary. Vierge. It's like... But we say Vierge. Uh -huh. Vierge is the actual translation for virgin. But again, it was kind of phonetically changed and to, to accommodate for the swearing, for the pain you're, you're like, uh, you're feeling. So, vierge, 
But again, that one is a bit old too, is a bit older. The beautiful thing about these uh, swear words, if you haven't seen, well, Bon Cop, Bad Cop, mm -hmm, which is a Quebecois movie, that I suggest you see if you're interested in the Quebecois culture. <laughs> Gives you a good roundabout uh -huh, of the, well, the problem between the French and the English. Uh, like so Ontario and Quebec and all of these like mixture of culture and other stuff mm -hmm. it's actually pretty funny well you can actually just inline them all yeah you can just do like a whole strong of words a skull is the tabarnak that's like that's like a whole bunch of words that you actually kind of sew together uh -huh. and then this all swear words together we're really good at that yeah you can put you can put even more you don't just need to put like Because Osti, Collis, Tabarnak, those are all those are all church words. But you could put Austin Marde de Collis de Tabarnak. That would mean like, well, you put some excrement in there. So you can like go crazy with it. Mm -hmm. You can play around as much as you want, which makes this wonderful. Uh -huh. It makes it crazy. Now, that's it. Uh -huh, that's it. You go study French Quebecois language. You go study the swear words and you come back on WTBRradio.com to find me and to tell me all about it. Don't swear to me in the comment section though. Uh -huh. This is not polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are actual swear words, even though they come from the church. I know it's a bit, it's a bit funny. This was Piper Blush for WTBRradio.com, the unpredictable radio. For the bold listener, uh-huh. Tune in every day, 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Pacific Time for two shows a day broadcasted live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. And of course, WTPRradio.com in the backstage area. Go get your backstage pass right now on 